Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the PHNX Cardinals post-game show brought to you by our friends at Four Peaks Brewery. I'm Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock, Britton Golden. We are live here at BetMGM Sportsbook at the Great Lawn at State Farm Stadium. The Arizona Cardinals, tell me if you heard this before, they fall again. They drop to a, a meager 1-5. 1-6. 1-6 one 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 now, six, I'm yeah. sorry. On the season, 20-10 to 10 loss asleep in Seattle and I mean the culprit today it's like a different one every week offensively this team has been zilch non-existent since the departure of James Conner from injury winning the turnover battle Bullbrock today three to nothing and yet doing nothing with it 10 points on the afternoon yeah another second half dud no charming Tom Hanks performance in this uh no. in this sequel it was brutal <laughs> Uh, Joshua Dobbs, I, I don't know. He didn't even, have, as far as his first half performance, that was actually the better Dobbs than there was in the second half. Sad. Just couldn't get it going offensively. The Arizona Cardinals, like the second half, like Drew Petzing, this offense just can't get it going now, averaging 4.2 points per second half mm. in their contest. That's just not getting it done. That's not playing winning football. And it's like, okay, uh, is, is there any – Light at the end of the tunnel for this offense. Yes, in the name of Kyler Murray, yeah. right? But he's still probably weeks away. Uh, so you're going to have to figure out in the interim how to score points, and especially at the end of the game. Your defense did exactly what it needed to, guys. 118 yards they only surrendered in the second half, just six points. They bent, they didn't break. They actually were exceptional in the second half, and it was squandered by the offense. Oh, it's it's one of those things where as a, def- as a defensive player, it's got to be frustrating. Yeah. You come out and you put a second half together like that. You force another couple of turnovers. You do everything you're supposed to do. You get the offense the ball in plus territory. And you get nothing out of it. Not even a three-point field goal out of it. I mean, like we were talking about this during portions of the second half. You win the turnover battle three to nothing, and you lose the game by double digits. Like, does that speak to your coaching? Does that speak to the players, your personnel? I think it's a mixture, but right now, like this this team, their margin for error is, is so small. On a given week, it could be their secondary, right? Today it was the quarterback play, the offensive line. Like if everything doesn't go according to plan perfectly for this team, like it did against Dallas, like they're gonna lose games and they're gonna lose games by double digits. It feels like the good vibes from earlier this season, and they're still there to some degree as this team's been competitive. The disheartening notion that, you know, come the fourth quarter, 
you're going to watch the team surrender leads and then fall apart at the seams. And I think that was no greater example today than, as you mentioned, the aforementioned Joshua Dobbs, who through five games this season had a 90-plus quarterback rating, was top 12 in QBR around the NFL. I think it's safe to say the jury is out on Joshua Dobbs, and it's not good. Teams have caught up to Dobbs, given more tape, uh, more of an opportunity to study what, jo- study what Dobbs was doing effectively. A 68.5 quarterback rating, 19 of 33. First of all, 33 attempts is too many for Joshua Dobbs. You know, we'll talk about that later. But again, Bo Brock, you mentioned it. Inaccuracies, you know, careless with the football, taking bad sacks. And I get it. Like, DJ Humphreys leaves the game. Keldrin Beecham's there. Left guard's been a sieve all season. But man, Joshua Dobbs, he's just regressed. He, he has, but as a collective group, uh, it, it's it's fallen short across the board because you know Dobbs out there he's making plays in Britain. You, I mean, you can speak to this more than I can. Like you got to help your quarterback out. Zach Ertz is in a position to make a catch, and on a third down, all he has to do is turn around for a first down, and he doesn't even haul in that football. You've got before a drive even starts, you force a punt. You've got a backup. Your four-string tight end is getting called on the return for a face mask. It already puts your your offense way back and in behind. I mean, they just weren't doing anything to help themselves out this entire second half. It was a collective effort and where they fell short on the offensive side of the football. No, and it's all offense. Like, we, we've already discussed how other defense have played. But offensively, I, I mean, even the, the passing play calls today, I, I don't know. You know, don't get me wrong. I can't see everything that goes on at the beginning. Right. But I feel like it's just we take the snap. First read isn't there. We immediately think check down. And we got five air routes. The fake punt, whatever go for it on fourth down whatever kind of fucking decision that was one it was awful yeah yeah two if you're gonna fake a punt at the end of the game even if you're gonna go for it on fourth down why is it a five yard hitch route when you've got nine yards to get to yeah that just right there that goes to coaching for me that goes right to coaching why was this the play call on fourth and nine why right why not find somewhere everybody gets to the sticks that way when the ball is thrown at least there's an opportunity to keep moving the football just felt like Pete Carroll defensive savant like took away anything the Cardinals wanted to do with Joshua Dobbs beyond 10 yards everything I mean you saw it in his completion you know today 4.4 yards per completion that's Colt McCoy-esque from the preseason that is Joshua Dobbs today anything beyond the sticks the Cardinals were, were not able to secure against Seattle and I get it like Pete Carroll, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Devin Witherspoon's out there lighting Rondell Moore up. But again, I think there were plays to be had, but either Dobbs doesn't have the confidence right now that he could potentially make those throws like he did earlier against San Francisco mm-hmm. and company, or the Cardinals are, are trying to play it safe. And I would say too safe. Too many plays behind the line of scrimmage. That screen call at the end of the game, that was abysmal. And then, you know, I mentioned this on Twitter, but I know, you know, Amari Dumacado, Dumacado had 4.5 yards per per attempt or whatever, but mm. this team clearly misses James Conner. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I, Josh Dobbs was playing good football when James Conner was a part of this lineup, and now you take away the number one facet of this offense, and of course now more falls on Joshua Dobbs, and everybody's like, well, Joshua Dobbs is terrible. Maybe Joshua Dobbs needs a bell cow running back in order to be effective, and where I will push back against everybody else is, you knew you weren't going to have Kyler Murray for upwards of you know six to eight weeks plus to start this season. So your notion was we're going to have a backup quarterback, whether it's Colt McCoy or Clayton Toon or Joshua Dobbs, and we're going to rely on James Conner to be healthy. You should have had a contingency plan to give more juice to this running game because right now 
This is not a recipe for success. Joshua Dobbs with an undrafted free agent starting at running back. And again, that's no disrespect to the young man. But you need somebody like a James Conner. I mean, Kareem Hunt's running well today for the Cleveland Browns and route to their victory. You needed to be more proactive in that position to set yourself up for success until Kyler Murray came back. Sure, I mean, you could do that. But I want to get back to, to BG's point about the decision on fourth down because it seemed like if, if, they do, if Seattle does exactly what they did and take away your look, you have to be in the moment smart enough to just burn a timeout there. 100%. And then just kick it deep. Right, because what they did is they're like, okay, we're gonna get out there and we're gonna just run this play, even if we don't get this look and just wish for the best. Because what it did, it put them right within striking distance and they put that game away. It was a, it was a, it was a seven-point seven game at that. Do you point. guys have any confidence? Let's say hypothetically they get that punt off, and the Seattle gains a couple first downs and they pump from their own like thirty-five. You have any confidence? It gives you a chance, though. I mean, I mean it gives you a chance. We haven't had confidence in this offense for a few weeks I, now. I, but I have zero confidence I, if it's still seventeen to ten. At least you can say at the end of the game that if there's had, an opportunity. You had opportunities to move inside, the ball. like the thirty-five yard line, twenty yard line. This, just, long, needs, this just needs to be a learning experience. Like you go out there and it, it, it doesn't that that play. You don't have options. Like the if it's you don't get the look you want, you shut it down. You take a timeout. You you kick it. You don't put yeah. Clayton Tune back there to throw five for four or five yards it, when it's fourth and nine. It was, it was bad, but was I'm, really not, bad. I'm not going to say concerning. it. it didn't, I I don't think it cost him the game. Like I yeah, it did. I, I gave I, him a ch- like it cost him a chance at yeah. the game. They, uh, the this, offense cost themselves the game throughout guys, the entire game. So Seattle knew the Cardinals needed ten points could play soft at the end of the game and still was sacking Dobbs at a relentless oh, yeah. opportunity with, a, with a, yeah with under a minute left. I, I'm sorry. I don't think the Cardinals, a, a, even at a, a one-possession, seven-point game, they, that was like the, the margin for the entire game that couldn't do anything. But again, I don't I don't think it was good. I'm not saying like commending the special teams, which I called elite on Twitter earlier in the game, like, <laughs> hey, great job with the Clayton Tune, you know, f- throw short of the sticks on the fake punt. It was terrible. But I again, I think it underscores but All the struggles offensively. Here's, here's my point, though. It, like what I was saying last week, if you want Kyler Murray to come back and be your savior on the offensive side of the football, you can't be making mistakes like that when K1's in the lineup. Do you think they even try that, though, if Kyler Murray's playing? Probably not. You're probably in a way better situation. Like, I think you, you have a, a better performance offensively throughout the game. But this is like when you hit the reset button back in January and you're going with a first-year head coach and you're going first-year coordinators and then you've got Jeff Rogers. I think Jeff Rogers as a special teams coordinator probably should have stepped up in that situation and told JG, like, hey, if they give us this look, got to shut it down. Yeah, got it's just, It was just a collapse as far as from the coaching staff in that moment. And, and that's concerning. And you just hope that they, they take from it and they learn from it. Like, we've seen a lot of good from, you know, them going for it and the trickeration that they've got uh, on special teams. But, at, you know, it, it was a part of the, the, the issue, like, you're, you're just not rewarding your defense for how well it played in the second half. Nick Rollis, with all the calls that they were making, all the turnovers they were forcing, and the lack of yardage that they were getting in the second half offensively for Seattle, you didn't reward them in that moment. And you had Buda Baker and Garrett Williams back, and I think that BG made a, made a huge difference. We were talking about it at halftime. Like, it's amazing, especially like that goal line stand. The Seattle gets inside like the two-yard line. You prevent them there. I mean, they didn't score a touchdown in the second half. I think a lot of us thought after how Geno Smith performed in the first half, Seattle was in route to 30 points. To hold them to 20 
points and win the turnover battle three to nothing. Again, you didn't see it reflected on the scoreboard at the end of the game, but it gives you confidence moving forward that this defense, when it has the pieces in place, can certainly be competitive. For sure. And, you know, they had flashes in the first half. The second half was obviously the best half for the defense. Yeah. I mean, they only allowed six points. They allowed – I mean, Seattle got all the way into scoring range a couple of times, and they, they stopped. One, there's a stop on fourth down. Two, you force an interception inside the red zone. I mean, it's just the defense played out of their mind. Yeah. And you get those pieces back. You get that Buda Baker back. You get your rookie and Garrett Williams in there who made a crazy interception today. Yeah. made all other types of plays today, too, as well. So I think that allows your defensive secondary to play a little bit looser. Uh, we still are lacking at the corner position. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it wasn't as heavy. You didn't see too many guys getting beat way over the top like right. we've seen in past weeks, which is a credit to Buddha because now you've yeah. got your all-pro safety back in there. Now you've got quarterbacks thinking, hmm, those passes those guys were completing the last couple weeks yeah. might not be there with Buddha Baker in the secondary. So I think that brings an element of, you know, hope and stuff that your defense is playing well. I mean, but at this point, it doesn't matter if your defense goes out there and gives up three points. If you can't score yeah. any points... It doesn't do anything Yeah, bingo. I mean, hit the nail on the head. And it's unfortunate that they can't – I mean, they were able to do it in Dallas. They were able to marry a defensive performance with an offensive performance. Mm. And then now it feels like it's it's every other game. It's like one – one game, the defense is getting gashed and it can't compete in the second half. And then the next, you got the defense showing up in the second half and the offense can't go and get it going in the second half. And that's that's really unfortunate. And that's how you stack losses. And that's why, you know, they're staring that they're they're in the middle of a losing skid now. And it doesn't seem like the end is in sight until they get, you know, solid quarterback play again. And that's not going to come in until Kyler Murray is, is ready to go. We're going to talk about Kyler Murray. We're also going to talk about the draft standings as it relates to the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals... They have moved up, and it'll be up to Kyler Murray, fair or not, to get them to move down before the Cardinals have a pivotal decision to make at quarterback. But first, I want to get to some of these super chats. If we could, producer Damon, AZ fan, 1998, friend of the program, K1 needs to return. Too many missed opportunities that the defense made. I'm happy that Garrett Williams got a pick. Hopefully, K1 returns this week against the Baltimore Ravens. I think... That's that's best case scenario. We've been told here on the show they'd like for him to return at home. So whether that's Baltimore or two weeks later against Atlanta, I mean, to my co-host Bo Brock's point, like this team's going to struggle to score points until Kyler Murray's back. And he's got to put on the Superman cape and be able to convert, you know, field goals into touchdowns, you know, sustainable drives where this team just doesn't look inept right now like they do with Fair or Not with Joshua Dobbs. And it's going to be very interesting, gentlemen. Like when Kyler Murray does come back, what is their record? Is it one and seven? Is it one and eight? And then everybody's going to be having the same conversation. Why is he returning? And what is this? What is this hope for the Cardinals to do? But we've been consistent in our messaging, Bo. They want to see Kyler Murray on this team, fair or not, in 2023 to assess where they're going to go in 2024 and beyond. Yeah, the thing that. It's concerning, but not concerning, is that this this organization has remained steadfast as far as their approach to Kyler Murray. Like nothing is going to push them in the direction to put him out there on the field quicker than they want it to. Yeah, you know, outside of the plan. I'm really curious to see if they watch the tape and they look at the progression from Kyler Murray from this past week. You know, working out with the twos against the first team off defense and then how he does early this week, as early as Wednesday, right? Yeah. Do they, does, does, does Jonathan Gannon at some point, because I said they're going to have to be, is uh, not patient, but they have to keep themselves from maybe pulling the, the trigger too quick on this one. 
Well, and I think it helps you if you're it's gonna be being, a, if you're hesitant <laughs> yeah. to make that decision. What Baltimore did to Detroit today, mm. albeit at home, just completely manhandled a contender in the NFC. Did the Baltimore Ravens uh, against the Detroit Lions, BG? But it, I, I feel like right now the Cardinals have reached a ceiling with Joshua Dobbs, at least with no James Conner. Like, fair or not, this is what you're going to get because most Sundays you win the turnover battle by three plus, you know, turnovers. You're you're blowing teams out, and right now the Cardinals are losing by double digits. That's a testament to the talent or lack thereof. No, it's definitely lack thereof at the moment. I mean, there's just we have positions that need to be filled off, especially offensively, and yeah. offensive line. We still have a few receiver questions. We got tight end questions. We got some. We got some holes that need to be filled. But right. at the same time, like you said, Bo, I, I don't know if this is a point where you try to rush a Kyler Murray to come back this week because he's been a week in the <laughs> offense, right? Which means this will be week two. Well, uh, do you put him out there in a situation with a flailing offensive line? Hang on, before before you answer that. I think the biggest concern is for him to have something of a re-injury and you want to make sure he can protect himself and the Cardinals can protect him. Like right now, the offensive line's got some shit to figure out. Baltimore's got a top five defense Mm -hmm. in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I also feel like like this team and this fan base has hope and the hope is Kyler Murray returning this year and watching Kyler Murray. I remember a year where we had to watch Sam Bradford and Josh Rosen for 16 weeks, and that season was the ultimate slog. The worst thing that could happen, Bo, is you put Kyler Murray out there next week, God forbid something happens, mm-hmm. and you have to turn back to Joshua Dobbs. Yeah. And that's that's the last place this franchise wants to be. So you're, you're taking it in the teeth in the short term, asking people to be patient with the idea that Kyler Murray is going to get us to the finish line at some point in 2023. The long game, right? Yeah. Well, you have to make sure that he's ready mm-hmm. mentally. Confidence has got to be ready. I mean, he can say everything he wants to on TV and in interviews and stuff during the week, but like it's got to be mentally up here in between those lines because you're looking at a Baltimore defense that flies around, yeah. especially that front seven. So do you put him in a situation where you've got your – Backup left tackle in the game. Well, I mean, DJ should be back next week. I don't know. Dude, yeah. I don't know how they I think he'll be back. Handle yeah. that off Probably get of a ejections. Fine. But, I mean, even if not, you, you DJ's been struggling on the left side of this year anyway. Paris Johnson probably had his worst game at right tackle of this season so yeah. far. Is that something you want to put a not completely confident Kyler Murray in? I don't think that's what you want to do. Let's get to another of uh, the Super Chats, Damon Dog, if we could. Milwaukee Braves friend of the program 499 thank you so much not a fan of the play calling today and in most of these games this year especially when we get behind it seems like play is safe and gets conservative i i I think there there's a concern right now with the coaching staff of a a turnover happy joshua dobbs especially with what we saw these last two weeks uh i think they made a point of emphasis today like keep everything in front of you we're going to play it conservative to a point but i think if you're going to do that you need to run the football and and run it more effectively and they didn't do that Topic $64.99, Super Chat 34. Jalen Thompson is coming back to guaranteed. That's Jalen Thompson, as Topic 64 is alluding to. I mean, let's talk about this defensive secondary. Jalen Thompson poised to return. Buda Baker was good today. And then how about our player of the game, gentlemen? It's rookie Garrett Williams. First career interception in his first career game. It's great to see a 21 rocking Arizona Cardinal defensive back securing interceptions on an NFL Sunday, BG. I mean, he had that interception, turned around, made a nice play on the football, didn't embarrass himself today. I think the Cardinals, very much like the quarterback position, 
the secondary is only going to get better as the season progresses. I do. I, I agree there, too. And it's it's very good having him in there. You saw what he could do today. He covered well. He was in the box. He made tackles. The interception was unbelievable. Yeah. Getting his head around in a yeah. situation like that and making that catch as a defensive back, which I'll say it, they have lacking hands in the department, but he made a hell of a play on that. So it's good to get him in the mix. It's good that he's had some success early so he can build off of that. Yep. He'll have confidence going into next week. Buda Baker's still here. He had a – I mean – did we see any magical play from Buddha? No, but you can guarantee he was around the ball all day long yep. like he always is. So oh, he's got the game under his belt. You know, he's tested out that hamstring in game time action. I think it'll just get better in the secondary. More or go ahead, Bo Brock. No, I mean, I was just checking out the stats, how bad this offense has been. This team is plus three in turnover differential on the season. Oh, my God. And they're one and six. Like you don't see that. You you don't see that happen in the league. Like usually, like you you win the turnover battle battle. You're usually you know a close to five hundred team. They are far from that. Do you oh, and look at the thing? They put the graphic on the TV. Yeah. Outscored sixty four to seven in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Do you, do you think the team and either you can answer this? Do you think either Jonathan Gannon and Monty Austin Ford they regret their approach mainly Austin Ford this offseason knowing how competitive the team would be and then choosing not to add some players in free agency to fortify certain positions because I, I think again I know you've kind of scoffed at this notion I think spending a little bit more money in March could have been the difference between two to three more wins right now now that might end up being the difference between going two and 15 yeah. and six and 10 or whatever six and 11 where, where are you allocating those funds though defensive line cornerback how does that help your offense right now I mean I think maybe go out and get a left guard. I think, again, I've talked about getting an heir apparent to James Conner so you're not starting an undrafted free agent with Joshua Dobbs. I think, again, paying Joshua Dobbs in March and getting him earlier. Like, I, I think it's got to be tough for Austin Ford to watch this team be this close yet this far. And, like, yeah, I, I they had a gaffe today on special teams. That was the first time I really felt like this year, like, yeah, not a great coaching decision. You know, Petsine's issues aside with offensive play calling, I really felt like uh, all of their losses have been attributed to personnel. Like, it, it is not, man, we, we were the better team today. We had better players, and we just fumbled it, Brandon Staley style. I feel like it's the opposite with this team. They're playing over the their talent. head. Right? And so I, I want – but they sat out. This is before Britton joined the show. They sat out free agency. They did not participate. They didn't they, – they signed Kazir White to a two-year deal. Will Hernandez re-signed, and that was about it. And everybody's like, we have this money. Go spend it. And they said they wanted to hoard it for a year. Yeah, see, that's – you knew you needed, back, you needed help in the backfield. You have James Conner. Yeah. James Conner is, is a great running back. He's great for this franchise. When he's healthy, he does great things. He's averaging, what, six, five, six yards of carry every time he touches the ball. Then what do you have? And like we said earlier, this is not a knock to an Ingram. It's not a, a knock to DeMarcado, whoever else is in that backfield. But you knew you didn't have some type of star power as a backup. Mm. So if you lose your number one guy, now you're out here just reaching and searching, praying that one of these lower-level guys is going to show up and just turn into, you know, something great. And when you've had – you had a Kareem Hunt sitting out there. You've got Leonard Fournette still sitting out there. Mm -hmm. You've got guys that have established, that have run the ball well and done it in big-time games that are sitting at home because you didn't want to spend money. Gardner Minshew – Signed a one-year, $3.5 million deal with Indianapolis. Had four fucking touchdowns hey, against you. the Cleveland Browns today. Gardner Minshew was in Philadelphia with Jonathan Gannon. Gannon watched he him win games. He was also there with Shane Steichen. 
You think he's going to follow the defensive guy or the uh, offensive put, guy? Put some more cash in front of him. Give him $5 million. <laughs> but they sat back and they said, Colt McCoy's our guy until he wasn't, and they had to panic. We, we understand that they fumbled that. They fumbled that, and that's that's you don't mess around with the quarterback position. Uh, you, you can't have the uh, question marks that they had throughout the offseason and, and then take it as long as they did all the way up until about a week and a half before the season. That that Everybody's on record of acknowledging that that no, was, we have to keep bringing it that up. That was a fun. I like that bottom comment right there, Trevor. Because <laughs> it's a fact. Go back and look at everything, even from when I was here. Look at it. We signed Tyron Matthew to a big deal. Ah, we don't like it. Let's get rid of him. Right. He goes and wins the Super Bowl. They, I mean, yeah, they told DeAndre Hopkins to, t- <laughs> to eat grass, and, and they ate a bunch of money. I, and now you're lacking in I do think personnel department. In this specific instance, Bo, and Britain, it was a scenario in which they they said we want a clean slate for 2024. I don't know if they thought these games were going to be so winnable. These are the Cardinals could have easily, and I know people scoff at this because they're one and six. They could have four wins right now, easily. They, they could have beaten the Giants, the Commanders, and and easily today. This was a winnable game. You get marginal offensive play today, you win this game with Josh Dobbs at quarterback. Right, that's what I'm we saying. We should have four or five wins this season with Jobs, Josh Dobbs being the quarterback, which is it's. And again, like, I, I know everybody's all in 2024. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about the draft picks. We're going to talk about the draft order. But, man, like, for these young players, I still think winning now means something. It does. But, it, I mean, at the end, of, you know, what was the old money ball? Is like, you really, was your season a success if you don't win the final game of the year, right? And then, like, you look at where the Arizona Cardinals were and, and being re- realistic about it and, and looking at the shape of the roster that Steve Kime left this mm. just in shambles. It is and the, in and shambles. the mess that they had to clean up and said, hey, like, I believe in Jonathan Gannon. Gannon believes in his coaching staff. Monty Osfort sees some players that I'm sure he believes in that, that he's handpicked and maybe kind of waded through kind of the, the, the previous roster and, and figured out who they could move forward with, at least to this point. But you got to be realistic. Like, what is the what do getting those wins really give you? What what do they really? You don't think give it's like you? a confidence boost for these guys? I, I think that they understand that if they continue in in their big their their, their number one like battle cries like trust the process and then the, the results are going to follow. And I think that there's still enough time in the season to where if they trust the process, Kyler Murray comes back. And they win a couple games, and they get it going at the end of the season instead of you know week seven here against the Seattle Seahawks. They're willing to for that to be the case. No, I get that. I see this scenario. You talk about Bidwell still paying the bills. Of course he is, but he's paying bills that he initiated. He didn't have to extend Kyron. No. He didn't have to extend Cliff Kingsbury. He gave them six year extensions. After a bullshit of a season. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you went 9-1. and one. And then what happened? You yeah. lost eight straight. It's yeah. ridiculous. And then you extended him. And then you fired him a year later. Like, that's your bed. You made that bed. Yeah, it was inexplicable. You paid them all that money for no fucking reason. And yeah. now you're going to say he's still paying the bills. He ain't got no choice. He's the owner. Yeah. That was a dumb decision. Now you got to eat it. The Cardinals are wiping the slate clean, which is probably, your point, the right move long term but in the short term it's it's cardinal fans who have to suffer sure. they have to they have to suffer and through suffered a season far too long that's what for sure it's, it's it, we've been we sat here watching it they they've lost a lot it's these losses start to mount but this show will persevere everybody like this video right now we're going to talk can i say this real quick yeah this is not for the faint of heart 
a rebuild, especially at this stage in the game, especially since they came to the desert in the late 80s, and they, they really haven't won since they've gotten here, right? They, I mean, they just have been brutal ever since with some outlying seasons. Yeah. And, and, and one that, you know, the Super Bowl run, Britain, the NFC Championship game run that your team had, like those really energized this football and turned it into a football market. But for this stage in the game, to hit the reset button and then expect the fan base to be patient in the rebuild, I know that's unrealistic. But reality is that's where they are. But and, and you have to have some sort of confidence that they have the right people in place. And, and you know, when we talk about the, the, the overall decision maker and how everything trickles down from the top, that at least I think he got those those decisions right so far. Like, I like what I've seen from Gannon. I like what I've seen from Monty Austin for it. And, 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 and Bidwell's dealing with his own crap and, and trying to move forward from that. And, and there's still going to be some things that are ingrained that has to be weeded out. And there's yeah. still going to be bad-looking, horrible stories that are going to come out from the last two decades that are going to make this organization look bad. But when, when you look at this where they are at this stage in the rebuild, you have to like what you've seen from JG and you have to like what you've seen from Monty Austin's ability to identify, you know, not top money talent on the free agent market, yeah. not going out in there and trying to fill every hole with, you know, fool's gold and then also f- winning in the draft. And, and I know, like, we'll look at B.J. Ujolari, and, and you, you want more for production from B.J. Ujolari, and your top draft pick, Paris Johnson, had a rough day today. But overall, I think that you like what you've seen from Monty Austin before. So, like, rebuilds, they're tough, man. It, it, like, especially on a week-to-week basis where you see wins and they're within your grasp or they're right there, and the team comes up short for reasons A, B, and C. But this is a part of the process. And it's, it's not for the faint of heart. No. Cardinals have... What, six picks right now projected in the top 80 picks in the 2024 NFL Draft. We're going to talk about that. But first, your boy, I've been doing well on my pregame picks uh, during our pregame show. Over 60%. My percentage is going to take a hit today. I took a couple lofty plus money bets for all of you because I try to make everybody money on the pregame show. I went over three. Uh, Joshua Dobbs over 211 passing yards. Big stinker. Cardinals plus 220. To take the lead in a halftime, that did not hit. And, of course, my Trey McBride flyer, plus 3,000, first touchdown. He almost kind of scored earlier. He hurled the guy. That should count for something. He wanted He wanted it for you. Yeah. yeah it was he a good hurdle. Yeah. It was an athletic hurdle. I think anybody who's watching Very Zach athletic. Ertz right now knows that Trey McBride needs needs red zone targets. Have we ever seen a tight end hurdle a guy like that before? Not for the Cardinals. I'm sure Travis Did Antonio Gates ever do that? Yeah. Probably. I mean, Travis Kelsey's tried to hurdle. Yeah. I'm sure uh, Evan Ingram's hurdled a few people. That's yeah. an athletic. The problem with the Cardinals' offense, they just they feature two tight ends. So you got to play Ertz anyway. Uh, yeah, it's it's rough sledding. Is it rough sledding for you on the betting scene? Hopefully not, because you're hanging out with us. Bet MGM Sportsbook at the Bet MGM app. Sign up with bonus code PHNX. Bet a mere ten bucks, you're going to get two hundred dollars in additional winnings, no matter the outcome of your wager. It's super easy. Download the app right now, iOS or Android. We'll go to betmgm.com, sign up with bonus code PHNX. Again, 10 bucks. place it on any single game event on BetMGM's app. You get $200 in additional wagers, um, to, no matter how your wager does. Win or lose, you put it on the Cardinal money line today, you just get $200 in additional winnings, regardless of that outcome. Check out the show notes for full details now. Listen to my guy Shane Diefenbach. Talk about it in the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEWS.
New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Here's uh, something that's going to make you feel a lot better. Here are just the next 48 hours. The NBA preseason is in the rearview mirror, and Phoenix Suns basketball is regular season come Tuesday night. place you want to be locked into it is Arizona's family with your new TV home of the Phoenix Suns. 70-plus games right in your living room. Find the games on Arizona's family, 3TV and Arizona Family Sports. All you need is an antenna. You just those rabbit ears. Many options available, local retailers or online. They're indoor, outdoor varieties. Every price point, you can find them. They're going to get you settled up there with Arizona Family, Arizona's Family Sports, Antona over the air. Uh, if you got Cox Cable, it's Channel 13, Channel 44, Channel 3, 3.5. They've got options for you wherever you live in Arizona. Visit azfamily.com. Click Suns Games for listing, listing information in your area. It's a great resource to help you find your Phoenix Suns games on Arizona Family Sports. Suns right around the corner. Get to some more of these super chats. Then we're going to pull an audible and talk draft. Dirt Bike Boys, $714.99. So we're tanking for Marvin Harrison Jr. now. I don't think they're tanking, but it could just be a happy coincidence if they end up with the playmaker from Ohio State, Britain. Did you watch him over the weekend? Uh, he had another um, just ridiculous <laughs> game, which is just becoming a thing now. I yeah. think every week for him. But, I mean, like, like John said, I don't think they're taking for him, but – I mean, luck of the draw could pull him in. I mean, if it if it happens, it happens. That'd be a nice little addition outside. We talked about that earlier in the show. But we're here at BetMGM at the Great Lawn, and Bo, I see retired numbers kind of outside the stadium. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it just be very apropos, poetic to have a one eight out there, just one day? I think I mean, it would be good. There's got to be an eleven first. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that that comes before that, well before that. <laughs> but when I'm old, walking around with a cane, I want to see a number 18 outside of this stadium. <laughs> Could be as early as what next year right? you're walking with a cane. Uh, but no, I I mean, look, 11 catches, 162, and a sledge of a game against Penn State, and yeah. he's the outlet. He's the only guy that put up big numbers. That you, you love it. I mean, and you hope that that's not the case next season, but. I also wouldn't mind like this is this is my my dream right that Kyler Murray comes back he, he ends any questions as far as his future as the quarterback here in the desert and they can utilize those two top picks and build around this team yeah. give some help on defense give some help in the trenches up front there we saw you know it, it's it's a nice offensive line unit but not but not great right they had a tough day out there if you can maybe bolster it by adding a franchise caliber left tackle out there it changes a lot of things everybody liked this video right now let's get this to 200 likes help your fellas out here let's get to some more of these super chats if we could damon dog five dollars from z professor friend of the program according to tankathon's website we have the second hardest remaining schedule <laughs> behind the Bengals. hot damn uh i How mean the hell does that happen it, it, they, it, they went four and thirteen last because they play in the nfc west yeah they play yeah. in the nfc west yeah. where multiple playoff teams get there every year every year the Colts and the Texans get to play in that dog shit division. <laughs> Whatever the hell's happening with the NFC South, it's basically uh, ACC football. Oh, man, uh, AFC East is shit, too. That's right. A- AZ Moses 89, $2, only bright spot today. Player of the game, quarterback Garrett Williams. I Again, like you like what you see. Marco Wilson, again, looked overmatched. Not a good game for Marco. It's like, okay, let's just quickly get number 21 BG acclimated so he can yeah. seemingly take that spot. Oh, for sure. I think... This was a big step for him today, especially with the success he had. So hopefully that 
that coaches see. Okay, I think he's ready. Yes, he was in the mm-hmm. slot a lot, but it's fine. I mean, honestly, I know this is not what you want to hear if you're Marco Wilson, but it can't get much worse outside. Right. So at this point, we've seen him. We've seen Garrett Williams have success. We've seen him catch the interception in his first game. He's made tackles. He made some other players on the ball. It might be time to stick him outside. Yeah. Yeah. And, and with JT coming back, he could be sticking the slot. And you've got Buddha, yeah. you got JT, and then Garrett Williams. You He's could still start Kayvon to, Wallace in yeah, there, too. Kayvon, um, some options, some upgrades. And then, like, this offseason, I think, you know, can you go find JG, a Darius Slay-type guy? Somebody that, you know, yeah. maybe, you know, the league isn't high on, but – you put them in this defense, and it's, a, it's an immediate upgrade, and you can see guys not losing one-on-one battles to Jake fucking Bobo uh, on third down <laughs> and giving a, an egregious Santonio Holmes uh, toe tap in the end zone. I mean, I got – Bobo still looked look. like a Probo the other day. Probo? Probo Bobo? Bobo The defense, <laughs> like – Th- 318 yards allowed for the defense. They forced 118 two, in the second half. They forced two turnovers. Lockett was four for 38, and their second touchdown that they had could have gone either way. I mean, the defense. Let's give them a round of applause. Yeah, I that yeah, hell, of, hell of a performance. Like great day. And you're playing Garrett Williams and Keytrail Clark and B.J. Jalari's mixed in there. Zayvon Collins had a sack. Like at the end of the day, as deprived as they are talent wise, and they are deprived. Right. A lot of these guys won't be here next year. You feel good about the defense. Because of who's running the show, it's your head coach John Gannon, and, and it's Nick Rallis. Like the offense is going to be quarterback dependent, and we see that now. And that's not an out clause for for Drew Petsy, but that's just the lay of the land. When you've got a head coach that specializes in defense, like you got to have a franchise quarterback. And do the Cardinals have one? Yes. Now, will that change? I don't know. Let's go to our 2024 NFL Draft standings right now. Here's the updated order following today's early slate, afternoon slate of games. Well, well, well. Mm. Look at it. The Arizona Cardinals now sandwiched in between the Chicago Bears, one and three. Of course, the Bears owning Carolina Bowes' uh, first overall pick. Mm. The Broncos beat the Packers. The Patriots beat the Bills. The Giants beat the Commanders. Uh, It was upset special today for everybody not named the Arizona Cardinals. (laughs) Dan Brugler, who is a draft savant, tripled down on it this weekend, saying the first three picks will be some combination. Caleb Williams, Drake May. Marvin Harrison Jr. And right now, after seven weeks of play, Cardinals are in that derby for better or worse. Well, yeah, I mean, the Bears can't pick two quarterbacks, right? right? And, the you know, the Broncos on the outside looking in, they might have to give up some draft capital to get up there if they want to move on from Russ. And the Giants are going to have to move on. And the Patriots, like, those are teams that are just on the outside looking in that are in striking distance of some very good prospects that if you figure out the quarterback position, primarily – Staying in house and riding, moving forward with Kyler Murray, it makes the Arizona Cardinals like Monty Osfort can just, I mean, he could get an absolute just haul for the second overall and pick. You have to. Yeah. There's nobody else in that draft that I'm going. I don't care. I don't care. You That's don't think you, you can get go. on the phone with That's the Broncos, the, best available. the Giants, the Patriots? I, I, I would. If you're asking <sighs> me what Marvin. I would do, I would, I would do that and get a, a haul and take Marvin Harrison Jr. Or, or you can't, hypothetically, in that scenario, you got to take Joe Alt, which is a good, you know, compensatory plan. But I I don't think that if you're finishing the season and Kyler Murray, let's just hypothetically say, like, those are it. That's the final standing. Mm-hmm. You know, fast forward now. And we get eight, nine games of Kyler Murray. Like, they're going to they're gonna have discussions about a certain quarterback from, from Chapel Hill. They're going to yeah. have discussions about Drake May. I, I, I feel like, number one, you listen to every scout – 
Drake May has closed the gap to some degree on Caleb Williams, so much so that there are teams that have Drake May number one in their quarterback ranking entering the 2024 offseason. I would not do that. Yeah. But I think, like, I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to absolutely trade the pick if they have number two. I, no yeah. one can say that right now. I'll just, if you have number two, the best available on that thing, if you're not going to go for a quarterback, is Marvin Harrison Jr. And I think that's one of those receiver type guys that mm-hmm. you cannot say. I want to trade this away because I want to grab. So I, I think that's but one here, that you got to bring in. But you, but you can't have a situation in which you have Marvin and a quarterback that the franchise doesn't believe in. Oh, they I, have I, to I believe agree. in Kyler Murray. Oh, I agree. That's got to be the point where you have to have yeah. trust that Kyler's going to be your guy. But that's just one of those. We, we got to color this up a little bit. We got to add context to it, right? Because if you're sitting there and you're second overall. Likely means you're getting not much better performance. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I know. Well, then that that's a slam dunk. Then you're taking yeah. Drake May. Yeah, I mean, if if you're getting Dobbs-esque performances from Kyler Murray and he's got a two hundred thirty half million dollar contract that's about to kick in, that's an easy answer. But I I, I legitimately don't think that's going to happen. But what if you see? Now this is just hypothetical. Okay. Yeah. Kyler plays great ball. But they still suck. <laughs> they still don't that's, win. That's why I'm, you know that, what I'm saying? That's so why Kyler I'm saying, could go out here and yeah. throw for 300 and something, and then we give up. You know, special teams makes his mistake. That's why I'm saying context matters here. Like, there, there's there's a going, you know, and, and finishing with the second overall pick and seeing the final record, but then seeing how you got there. And if you got there and it's Kyler Murray going out there and putting up big numbers, and, and that would certainly eclipse the numbers you've seen from Joshua Dobbs, and you see a huge upgrade at the quarterback position, but the team falls short. Because don't get me wrong, there's still a huge ta- uh, talent disparity here between the Cardinals and the rest of their schedule. As somebody just pointed out, second hardest schedule in the rest of the, in going down the stretch here. It very well could happen, right? But I, if you learn enough about Kyler Murray, then then yes, then we're talking about hey, are you trading out or are you taking Marvin Harrison Jr. Last year, for some context, the first five teams, six teams. Seven teams, frankly, maybe eight teams in the 2023 NFL draft suffered from poor quarterback play. Carolina moved on from whatever the hell they were doing a quarterback. They took Bryce Young. Houston at two after their you know trade up with trade down with Chicago, right? They got a new quarterback. The Cardinals had picked three. They didn't have Kyler Murray. They had Colt McCoy and a bunch of, you know, scrub players, frankly. Indianapolis was starting Nick Foles at the end of the year. Typically, the teams that are drafting within the three, first three to five picks plus have horrific quarterback play yeah. for long stretches of the season. So, again, it, it goes to the point of if Kyler Murray comes back, if let's say hypothetically he comes back, which is what I believe is going to happen against the Atlanta Falcons, he comes back in two weeks and plays at State Farm Stadium, and you get eight games from Kyler Murray, and Kyler Murray goes two and six in those games, and you end up with, with three wins, which is likely enough to secure you a top three pick, I mean, they're going to have to have conversations like oh, yeah. with teams like Chicago on your schedule, you know, Houston, notwithstanding Atlanta, of course, Pittsburgh with Kenny Pickett, baby hands like they're, <laughs> they're going to have some hurdles to overcome. I don't know if there is, is a scenario in which like Kyler Murray plays well and they still don't win. I, I think that if Kyler Murray's like doing two to one touchdown interceptions ratio, you ought to be able to win for sure three to five games for when sure. he comes back. Yeah. I mean, if, if Kyler Murray plays well, they're not going to lose out. Right. That, that, they'll put him in opportunities to win games, which they still have to finish the win games. But 
you know. Do you think they hypothetically say like how many games would we have in the bag if Kyler was our quarterback now? Could they can they contextualize that? Because next year you're going to be under circum- certain circumstances where you're going to have another fourth place schedule. Like, oh, if Kyler was here, we would have beaten the Giants and the Commanders and the Seahawks. Like, are they allowed to do that, or is everything got to show it? A clean okay, he just has to show it. And and I, I don't think that's asking too much. And I don't think and he wants to show it. Yeah, Kyler Murray's coming back with a huge chip on his shoulder. Like he. He's chomping a bit. I'm sure he wanted to play this week. I'm sure he's going to do everything within his power to get out there a week from today against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Now, you know, I don't, he, he, you know, Jonathan Gannon said he told him he was practicing. I'll take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. You know, I don't think he has that much power as far yeah. as when he's going to play because I think he would have been designated to return a lot earlier and he, he would have started this process a lot earlier as well. But he's he's coming back with a huge chip on his shoulder and he's going to want to come out here and ball out and make it, you know, no questions asked. No questions asked. And in this organization like the the way that, you know, he's he's wanting to play and the way that Hollywood Brown says that he's he's not he said himself. He's like he's not coming back to be average. Right. And if you see above average quarterback play, I think that gives enough confidence to this organization like hey, our quarterback position is not a question. Let's move forward. Let's use this draft capital we have. Let's use all the assets, maybe create more assets and expedite this rebuild. Damon Dog, any more super chats to check out here in the chat? This is from 4C33. $2. I'm with Britton Golden. Draft Marvin Harrison Jr. if he's there. Uh, alt if not. I, I think it would be a tough call for those saying trade down more picks or stick and pick, get Marvin Harrison Jr. I would be inclined, as much as I love draft capital, like, how many how many shots do you get at a Marvin Harrison that, Jr.? That's what I'm saying. That's when you look at that, you look at the draft board and you see best available. Mm-hmm. It's do you really want to you really want to pass on some? I mean, we've we've done that in the past. We've passed on some. <laughs> you know, we passed on trading up for some quarterbacks that are yeah. through for 400 yards today. Yep. And, you know, it's that. I mean, that's the reason why you have your picks is to take generational players like that you you know you can get pick you know heavy or you pick greedy and say well i am gonna pass on the next calvin johnson larry fitzgerald just this team if you watch them on sundays is so deprived of top end premium talent i think gannon is enough of a, a quality head coach even after these first seven games to to elevate players from average to maybe good or from below average to average but those the top 10%, 5%, those blue chippers, the Cardinals don't have enough of those. They've got maybe two, two or three, including Kyler Murray. And and you hope like Paris Johnson Jr. can develop into that. But right now it's like you were today was you were waiting and hoping and begging for a Marvin Harrison S type of performance. Somebody to come out here, snatch the ball, make plays, overcome bad quarterback play, and the Cardinals just don't have that personnel right now. But in the meantime. <laughs> If you want to rally, rally with our friends at Circle K. Go get yourself a Polar Pop on us. Go get some pizza, coffee, uh, ice-cold fountain drinks. Again, buy one, get one free Polar Pop. Become a part of their inner circle. It's America's Thirst Stop, our friends. The free membership program. Again, join that inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Of course, terms and conditions apply. Uh, at participating locations, visit CircleK.com for more information. I'm going to check out Circle K after today's game. I'm going to load up on gas. Premium gas, not a premium price. I'm going to get caffeinated up because I need to after watching this offense. Put me to sleep <laughs> for four quarters. Maybe do a buy one, get one free uh, unsweetened iced tea. 
with our friends at Circle K, Bo. Yeah, you can't beat what they have. Uh, when you join the Inner Circle free app, as Johnny mentioned, it costs you nothing, but it's going to save you big over at Circle K. Also, it's going to save you, as I as I went on my soapbox and said this isn't for the faint of heart, here's how you can help with that yeah. in a rebuild. Here's how you can keep your spirits high, keep yourself Hi, how you can keep yourself <laughs> relaxed. Our friends over at OG's Brands, of course, Arizona's favorite cannabis uh, kitchen. You can't go wrong. You like the fruits, you like the creams, you like a mix of that, or you're just specific to either the fruit or the creams. You like the rat apple? Then go with the fruits. You like the creams, the blackberry and cream, the orange creamsicle? Creams are for you. You like a little variety? Is that the spice of your life? You get those mixed bags, come in 100 milligrams. Go find them at your local dispensary. Check out all these Hall of Fame flavors at OG's Brands. Brands.com, O-G-E-E-Z, Brands.com. Follow them on your socials as well. Do not miss out on Arizona's favorite cannabis kitchen and what they're cooking up, OG's Brands. Love this comment here in the chat. Terrell Suggs, ring any bells? The Cardinals had two first-round picks. Used him on Calvin Pace, Bryant Johnson. Can't. uh, Double bust for you and pass it on a (laughs) Hall of Fame talent like Terrell Suggs. So, yeah, sometimes you can get pick greedy and uh, not work out for you. Here's what worked out for the Cardinals today in counting cards. And look at this. It's mostly all on the defensive side of the football. In fact, it is starting with the all-pro returning Buda Baker at a tackle for loss, had six tackles, second on the team. And, BG, we talked about it. Just his mere presence alone. Didn't have a bunch of splashy plays, but it's like, is it a coincidence that the Cardinals had Buda Baker in the lineup and they had their best defensive performance in weeks? I don't know. And and that's the thing. It comes to it. It just shows that just having Buda in the lineup changes everything. Right. I know some people wanted to see a wild, you know, interception game, sack game, whatever you can see from Buddha. But if you go back and watch the tape, I guarantee you Buddha is in or around that ball at the end of every defensive play. At least he's or, or making a play to get to that ball. Right. Which just shows it's just the swarming attitude that he has. The, yeah. the no fear attitude getting to the ball. So I think that brings an element to the defense. Buddha Baker has been in the lineup two games this year. Week one against Washington. They gave up 22 points, yep. which was supplemented by couple short fields for that Washington offense and then this previous game they give up 20 points to where you know they use a short field to pack on the final three points of the game uh, on, on going for it on the, you know the, the crazy special teams play Buda Baker on the defense makes an absolute difference. I mean, this was a, this is a team, a unit that couldn't get off the field with him not there mm. and now they're, they're averaging around you know 20 and a half points given up. Yeah, that's enough. That, that's good enough in today's NFL. If they, if that's the if that's the brand of defensive football they can play, and then add JT back to that next week potentially, uh, I, I like what I've seen so far. With, with like, Buda Baker is a difference maker, no well, doubt about it. Well, we talk about it every week. Like, who's part of this team in 2024? Who's who's a building block? It's like Buda and Jalen. You would assume are both on the team. They're plus players. And then Garrett Williams is a rookie, Keetrell Clark. So you're starting to get the ingredients, the pieces for what that secondary in 2024 is going to be anchored by. And so far, so good after today. Let's go back to counting cards if we could, Producer Damon. Zayvon Collins, like I, I tongue-in-cheek say it's going to be one of the, you know, the sleepiest, non-noisiest <laughs> sack, you know, eight to ten sack seasons in recent memory. Uh, yes, he, he was unblocked. He did have a sack today. He's got three and a half on the year. Cardinals are top 10 in sacks. And what that tells me, BG, it, it is wild. And not to knock Zayvon Collins, but I'm going to do it anyway. I, I think it's a byproduct of the scheme and the coaching staff and guys being put in positions to succeed, which is great. But I don't know if I see that blue chip edge rusher on the roster, but it's nice to see Zayvon converting from inside to outside. 
be be at least a viable starting player. Well, it's good. I mean, he's in the backfield one. He still had to make that tackle for the sack at the end of the day, so yeah. whether he was unblocked or not. But it's good. You want to see it. We've got multiple guys. Like you said, Cardinals have a lot of sacks this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's coming from a lot of different guys. I think what Dennis Gardeck leads the team with four sacks. Yeah. Right? So there's another building block you can keep for 2024. <laughs> Mark that one. He ain't going nowhere. Okay. But, yeah, so it's one of those things where – it's a sleepy sack, though, like you yeah. said. Yeah. He had a sack, yes, but what other pressure did we have today? Not, not enough, but again, I think you get a, like a blue chip, five technique, three technique, edge rusher, whatever you opt to get, it's going to make everybody on that defensive line 100%. better. Like when Calais Campbell was in his heyday with you yeah, on, that, on those 2015 Bruce Arian teams, like other guys like Marcus Golden and then eventually Chandler Jones, they all fed off each other everybody. and they made each other you better. Kareem Martin in there. You yeah. had a bunch of guys on the outside that could feed off of, you know, Frosty Rucker was another big name Frosty, that was down yep. in the trenches. Rodney you know, Gunter for a little bit. Gunter for a bit. Uh, we had a lot of guys that got in the mix inside. And when you have a guy like that inside that can command, it's like having an Aaron Donald on your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And Aaron Donald lines up, doesn't matter where he lines up, he's demanding two different people. Yeah. So whether it's a running back, a tight end chipping, which allows all of your other guys to go one-on-one. Now they just got to beat one man and get back, which helps with the pass rushing. We just don't have that one guy on the team that says, I demand multiple bodies. Stay with me on this analogy. Okay. You wake up one day and you're like, I want to change my life. I want to get into shape, right? Yeah. You start going to the gym and stuff like that. You're doing, you're, you're checking that box off every day. And then, you, but you wake up, you say, I'm hungry. You put down a donut, right? You got everything in place. You, you're following the workout plan, yep. but you're putting, you just don't, you're not, you're not getting it diet wise. You're putting shit in your body, right? And it's the empty calories. I think that's what these sacks are right now. Everything else is in place, right? Everything else is in place. You've got a good structure. You just need a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit better diet to get it going. Maybe some better players, more consistent, as you guys have mentioned, maybe from the interior, the defensive line. I see Christian Wilkins in here. Damon Dog, you'd mentioned that. Free agent to be. If the Miami Dolphins don't maybe give him the bag, maybe use some of that, that cap space about a, a good defensive interior player and to fit in that rotation. You get him. And then you get maybe somebody, a, a dog in the draft, like a, a Jerzon Newton from Illinois or somebody later in the rounds. Then you're really kind of cooking with grease, I think, as far as getting some impact in the interior of that defensive line. Somebody who has not made an appearance on counting cards this year, it's the rookie that feels like he's left out of the party now with Garrett Williams having a big play day as interception. To B.J. Ojolari, Bo, and yeah. I see some people calling it B.J. Bust. One sack today, no pressures, no hurries basically on the season. Like, is this a byproduct of you can't hit on all the picks? It's too early to judge. He missed the offseason. Like, what's your assessment of the second rounder out of LSU? It, I don't know if you can give him an incomplete just because he had the procedure in the offseason. He hadn't been healthy even during the pre-draft process. There wasn't a ton of production there at, at LSU, right? So that, that gives you some concern. Is this just not a guy who's going to make an impact on a down-to-down basis? I think that's something you just have to be patient with right now. I mean, I haven't liked what I've seen so far. I mean, the first glimpse of him, we saw him playing in the preseason against Minnesota, and he just looks slow. Yeah. At least he's changed a little bit. Looks like he can at least uh, stay out there and belongs out there. But how is he going to make an impact? How is he going to impact the play? He hasn't figured that out just yet. Somebody call me on the chat and listen. I, I'm probably being too critical. AZ Moses 89. Come on, Johnny. Even if you said it's the scheme to transition from inside to outside edge rusher and having 10 sacks will be a great foundational piece to build with with Zayvon Collins. I will give credit where credit's due. If we look up at the end of the year and Zayvon Collins has somehow got to 10 sacks, like I, I think he deserves 
serious consideration, BG, to have his fifth-year option picked up. I just, for this team, when they need critical pressures, because it's not all about sacks. No, it's yeah. pressures. It's getting in people's face. It's it's forced fumbles. But you're, you, you made a good point. Everybody else on this roster, for the most part, has been playing outside linebacker, edge rusher their entire career. This is Avon Collins' first opportunity to, to switch it up. So, again, I think I'd be hypocritical if I said, well, he's a finished product. So, again, continue to build off of it. Oh, for sure. And, and like you said, this is his first year out doing it. He's got to build, and he will, but he's still young. It's yeah. just, I mean, it's, it's not like he's been in the league for 8, 10 years, and he's just, like you said, his ceiling. He hasn't hit the ceiling yet. No. Right? He's learning a new spot, and he's thrown in the fire early, but you want to build off. If you look up and he's got 10 sacks, I mean, yes. Yeah. But – the 10 sacks are going to come from pressures, and it's we're not knocking Xavier, neither is Johnny in this part. Mm-hmm. This goes back to the point we was making a little bit earlier. You need another guy on that defensive line that can allow you to create pressures. Mm-hmm. If somebody can create pressure, now you're, you're drawing more eyes to that person, which now allows your edge rushers to get more one-on-one opportunities to get back there. The last player on counting cards this week, it's the man who almost had a pick six. It's been a revelation for the Cardinals at off-ball inside linebacker. It's the captain, Bo. It's Kazir White. Mm-hmm. Two tackles for loss, the pass uh, defended. And again, the glue inside the middle of that defense, which, again, not exposed today. 20 points allowed, three forced turnovers, two on the defensive side. It feels like Kazir White's been the staple of this defense all season long. Yeah, I mean, is it asking too much to have a Superman performance? Maybe he hauls in that pass, that interception, and and they go into the locker room with the lead? Yeah. Probably, right? I mean, I'm not going to look at somebody who's been playing as well as he had and and say, hey, I need more. I mean, Jonathan Gannon's probably the only person that can ask Kazir White that much. And like you said, another solid performance from him. As he said, two TFLs, and and then the five combined tackles, he continues to play at a high level he's doing it uh, in every facet that you need from that off-ball linebacker position a very generous super chat from friend of the program topic 64 uh we need to focus on things in the draft i'll tell you right now on defense if we get the cornerback room and that d-line room boosted up bolstered up we become a major problem defensively did Kayvon wallace play today uh i didn't see him out there i'm sure he was at least on special teams but Felt like for the most part it was the Garrett Williams, Marco Wilson, Buda Baker show. But I also feel like, you know, outside of the touchdown pass by Geno Smith, the, his last one, like the, the Seahawks really didn't have too many opportunities to throw downfield and to expose the Cardinal defensive backs. So that's a testament maybe to the coverage today, BG. Yeah, and it does. I mean, and like we said, we expected the defensive backfield and the coverage to get a lot better. Yep. Having your all-pro safety back there in the middle of the field, it's going to detour a few quarterbacks from trying to make those deep throws into the tight windows again because now you've got somebody back there that you respect. It was the same way back when the Seahawks had Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor. Teams were very cautious. Now, we made those throws because yeah. we had Bruce Aarons. <laughs> of course, we didn't care. We were throwing it deep. But yeah. it there is that thing in the back of your mind is, can I make this throw with Buda Baker back there, mm-hmm. considering it's a backup back right. there? Absolutely. Another super chat on deck. You guys are absolutely crushing it. Like this video. This is from Nick499. Hate to speculate, but what do you think we would do if Kyler comes back and gets hurt and the contract stipulation kicks in, Bo? So you, you've been studying Kyler's contract and when it kicks in this offseason yeah. when they have to make a decision. Walk the fine people through the Cardinals' yeah, I mean, it's, options. It's early March, right, that you have to make a decision if, if you're either going to – I mean, releasing him just doesn't seem like it's an option, right? Yeah. And then March is really when things kind of guarantee. So you have to make a decision if you're going to move off of him and pull off a trade. You're going to want to get that so you can just absorb the 46 
million dollars and change yeah. for the 2023 season, and then you can start to maybe take advantage of a rookie quarterback contract. But they're still gonna like they're already anticipating having you know close to 80 million dollars to spend regardless if they they're eating 46 million in dead money or they're paying him 50 million dollars against the cap, which they could always restructure as well. And there's different options. I'm going to maintain this. Like I think this organization is just setting itself up to do and pivot any direction they want to go. And, and that was the key this offseason. That's why they moved off of DeAndre Hopkins right before June 1st, and they didn't have to absorb any more money beyond 2023. They can roll over the cap space. And once when they're sitting there at the in the middle of January and the regular season is in the rearview mirror, they can mark, start making decisions so they can make quick decisions before the, the, the new league year ends. And if they need to move off of Kyler Murray, or if they want to go to a rookie quarterback or if they want to stay with Kyler Murray and then figure out what the roster looks like with him on it, which I think is the likely scenario here. So, you know, it, it, there, there's just a couple different things in there that, that they're, I think they're prepared to make those quick decisions. Yeah, you got to make a decision right now. Become a diehard at GoPHNX.com. Our PHNX Cardinals beat reporter Howard Balzer will have his postgame Seattle recap up in just a matter of hours for free. 90% of the content on the website is free to read that sweet, sweet 10% where well, you got to become a diehard plus free hat and or shirt. Shirt, hat with every single year. You are a diehard at gophnx.com. How about 20% off all future PHNX events? Come yell at Bo and I in the very friendly, yet sometimes hostile, PHNX Cardinals member Discord. When people disagree <laughs> on things, uh, let your voice be heard. Check out some exclusive clips, news, and insight you can't get anywhere else, but you have to be a diehard to do so. I'm going to challenge everybody right now. I want everybody to go to their phone, their mobile device, their smartphone, whatever. We are known to drop at least one audio-only podcast per week. So I want everybody to go to their podcast right now. Go to go PHNX, excuse me, go to PHNX underscore Cardinals, wherever you get your podcast. Pull that up right now. Click the follow button and leave your boys a review. Maybe a five-star. We would love the five-star. If you leave us a review right now, screen capture it, send it to me, or send it to PHNX Cardinals. We will post it online on our Twitters. That's a, a call out for everybody here. You guys have been so supportive. We're trying to take our podcasting game to that next level, and it's a call to action. We need all of you to do so. Yeah, uh, you could say something funny, whatever it may be. You could say, what's up, Bronny Venerable? Where's your flannel today? <laughs> it's uh, coming back. It's just triple digits right now. You can say, Bo, go work on your hands next time you got a franchise quarterback throwing you the ball. Whatever it may be. I mean, you can get after Britain. He's 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 Come he on, can take bro. it. It's right? tough to rip on Britain. Yeah, he's he's next to Johnny right. Bo. It's <laughs> hard. <laughs> but look, we will read your comment on air. We appreciate everybody who interacts with us, obviously on social media. But in there, it's more important, you know, as far as where your podcast hosting site is, uh, gets us in in front of more people. So we appreciate that. All right, big question of the day. After the Joshua Dobbs performance, I don't think we've we've answered this across the board definitively. What does this mean as far as Kyler Murray and when he comes back? Britain, go ahead and start. Start. I, I still have to th- think through how I want to articulate this. <laughs> I mean, I think you have, to, you have to consider about, you know, getting him back sooner than later. But at the same time, you have to keep in mind, like we talked about earlier, it's not a rush job. I'm not going to put somebody out there that's not ready to be out there. But... I mean, the quarterback play has done nothing but go downhill the last couple of weeks, and it's just been worse and worse. Decision-making has been bad, and I don't want to put it all on him because some of these play calls have been really bad too, yeah. but it's the same thing. I can't put it all on the play calling because there's some throws that have been atrocious. There's some reads that have been 
missed tremendously. Just bad reads, bad throws and situations like that, not going through the progression when, when shit fails immediately. So, yes, you want Kyler back as soon as possible. No, you don't want to put him out there if he's not ready to be there. The temptation to bring him back, I think, is going to be immense this week. You wear practice every week. He mm-hmm. looks fantastic. Here's what I will say and what we've been saying since March is that you can be a rebuilding team. You can try to rebuild on the fly. The minute you become inept and unwatchable at the quarterback position is the minute people start doing this. They start tuning out of your product. Plus, you are not able to properly evaluate young players. Michael Wilson, Trey McBride, Hollywood Brown. How are you going to know if you can extend Hollywood Brown if he's not getting the football effectively? So I'm going to tell you right now, it's a business decision, it's a financial decision, and it's a football decision to continue playing or not playing Joshua Dobbs. I I think it has a ripple-down effect because right now, you ask anybody in this fan base, you play Dobbs these next two weeks respectfully against Baltimore and Cleveland, you are taking L's, Mm. barring something unforeseen. Are you comfortable taking L's right now, or do you want to get back in a position where you can enthuse this fan base and evaluate young players offensively? I still think they wait until Atlanta because, to your point, I think they're very stingent and, mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit stubborn on their timeline. Uh, it's very similar to the stubborn mindset they had, right or not, this offseason. But I, I'm going to tell you right now, like it, Joshua Dobbs, the cachet that he had, the house money, that's all gone. And you, you're starting anew with these Cardinal fans, and, and people are very, very disgruntled with the product right now. It's just that the, the word there is temptation, right? <laughs> they're going to be tempted by this because they're going to see likely an uptake in uptick in production and practice. Kyler Murray is probably going to go out there and make the first team. I'm sure our plays look bad. Yeah. Right? And this is a defense that was out there that was balling out against Geno Smith in a pretty potent offense in the Seattle Seahawks, even down DK Metcalf. But they've remained steadfast. And I think that, to your point, they have really no want to make Kyler Murray, if it's not next week at home against the Baltimore Ravens, his first game on the road early November against the Cleveland Browns, against Miles Garrett. Uh, he can make a lot of a lot of offenses look bad. Uh, I don't think that they want that to be – it's not conducive to a solid return for Kyler Murray. So I think it's we've got two, at least two more games of non-Kyler Murray quarterback play, probably two more games of Joshua Dobbs. Uh, yeah, BG, for me, it's like at the end of the day, Joshua Dobbs, we've seen now the ultimate highs and the ultimate lows. They're going to come in and say everything correctly at the podium. We're going to get better. We're going to continue to work. I mean, the jury's out now. And th- this is unfortunately who he is with this stable of, of supporting cast. And the biggest factor is you're not going to have James Conner until at earliest Atlanta. So this this offense now is beholden to Joshua Dobbs' arm, and, and that's not a good place to be. No, and if you're Drew Petsing, this is how you have to realize your play calls now. Yeah. you got to realize you've got to find ways to get the ball out of his hands quick, but it's not checkdowns. You've got to find plays and routes that can get that sort of three- to five-step drops that you can get it out quickly, and you know who you have. All right, we're seven weeks into this. It's not going to be some gigantic step up. All I can do is go down, but you've got to find ways to get completions. You've got to find ways to move the ball. You've got to get the run game going. Like you said, we don't have James Conner for another two weeks, so it's somebody's got to do something. We're, we're teetering on the point, folks, from regular season to draft season, and I'm not talking about, you know, where we're at in the schedule, mm-hmm. but where the Cardinals are at in the standings. And I see somebody, Dylan Richards in the chat, like poised to go 1-8, and 1-9. 
I mean, that that's how you get people's attention real quick to perk up, to look, look ahead to a generational draft class in 2024. But then you have this big franchise quarterback caveat making a beeline to your team, the sooner you rip that bandaid off, the sooner that you can quiet that talk mm-hmm. and focus more on this season. More Super Chats here. If we could, Damon Dog, you guys have been fantastic today. Snyder, $1.99. What do you guys think about the CeeDee Lamb rumors? I think Dallas Bo is poised to re-sign CeeDee Lamb. I don't He's think that's an option. Nowhere. No, I I just don't think it even makes sense for the Cardinals outside of like connecting the easy dots of players that played together at the collegiate level. Their maintained friendship, like between him, Hollywood Brown, and, and Kyler Murray, is great. But the draft capital that you have to give up and then have to pay him on top of that, you know, that's a hefty price for you know a good player, like a really really good player. But I I, th- I would much rather see them u- utilize the draft capital that they'd have to get to just acquire him and the cap space also that it would take to extend it. 499 Alex tongue and cheek Josh Dobbs just has to play the best defenses to play good <laughs> uh, obviously his performance against San Francisco that feels like forever ago doesn't it the two touchdowns should have been three against San Francisco at no point and maybe it's because you don't have James Conner did I think that the wheels would would fall off so drastically Britain yeah I mean in you can't there's it's not something that you could prepare for you know you have a backup quarterback starting right now and when you lose your starting running back a guy like james connor who's done so much for the run game and frankly picking up blitzes in the past game yeah he helps you back there you've had no help and then i feel like even with the running backs we've got i feel like we get away from the run game when shit goes down when shit goes bad now we're like like you said today there's no reason Dobbs should have 33 passes now no right the earlier games that we played well that we should have won, that we were in really, really close, when James Conner was there, we had 157, 200 yards rushing, however you want it to be, and he had 18 to 20 pass attempts. Yeah, I know people are chirping at me on Twitter saying I'm being too hard on Mercado. Like, he had 13 carries. I know he was 4.5 yards per attempt, but, like, 13 carries tells you what they think of Mercado. Like, he is not a bell cow back. Shit, what does Somebody- that mean about Ingram? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I mean, <laughs> our boy Keontae Ingram could not be their boy much longer. But again, like you need somebody in place that's not James Conner that could come in and carry the ball 20 to 25 times because that's what this offense needs. Kyler Murray or J- Josh Hobbs or whatever, like this offense, check the, the history of the Shanahan offense, whether it's Jeff Wilson or Christian McCaffrey, whomever it is, Raheem Mostert, you have to have a guy go 20 to 25 touches and to keep things honest on the ground. Like, at no point did that feel like this was where this was going today. That's an interesting wrinkle to this, right? I mean, when you look at the last couple weeks without James Conner, you've seen an uptick in sacks, right? He gets sacked four times today. He got sacked twice last week and then three times the previous week. So you're looking at, what, nine sacks? Yeah. Right around ten sacks? I don't know. And, like, James Conner was a big part of that. Obviously, probably your best back and pass pro. And, like, James Conner was out his second straight week. He's got two more weeks to go. Yeah. Should be ready to come off IR. I mean, do you want Kyler Murray to come and play, you know, behind that offensive line that without that conflict of, of a solid running game and without a running back that's legit and pass pro and that isn't getting chunk yardage and, and set you up in a good position to be successful offensively? It just seems like the most conducive time for Kyler Murray to come back. Atlanta. Atlanta. Cardinals are a loss, and a Carolina Panthers win away from being in a position to have the number one first overall pick at least next week. 
Who does Carolina play? Or our friends in Houston. No Texans tracker today. Thank God. We need to take a break because the Texans are uh, a revelation. Topic $64.99. JV got the Jordans on. I do. They were uh, a nice novelty after you guys made fun of my $30 Under Armors from uh, Amazon. Uh, we were 1-0 in my Jordans. Uh, subsequently now, uh, we've lost uh, a lot of games. So I may have to go back to the well. Maybe I'll wear some Crocs. Maybe we just get a new pair of Jordans. Next week. Well, you know, that, that could be an option. I put some lifts in mind. Maybe I just need a little bit more height on this postgame show. We're having a good time. Despite this team, I don't like watching losing football. We don't like watching losing football. But we love hanging every Sunday with all of you here at BetMGM, here in this virtual space. You guys make coverage of the Arizona Cardinals elite here with your elite and premium Arizona Cardinal podcast, PHNX Cardinals. We're back for a banner week. It feels like almost now the week-to-week practices with Kyle Murray feel just as big mm. as these game days as we await the return of the franchise quarterback number one, K1. Could that be this time next week? Keep it locked into PHNX Cardinals. And again, a reminder, go PHNX Cardinals wherever you find your podcast. Write us a review. Take a screenshot. We will read it on air. We'll, maybe we'll do it on our audio-only podcast next Thursday. We appreciate all of you like this video. We are this close to 19,000 19, subscribers here on our YouTube page. Help us get there. We appreciate it. Community, no better time to be a fan of the Cardinals. No better fan uh, time to be a fan of PHNX Sports uh, as we've got Diamondbacks baseball, Coyotes, Suns, everything that you want right in a single place. For Britain, Golden, Bullbrock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We're back on Monday. Peace.